Welcome to Hello Uglies, the Dracula Titans recap show for Season 1, Episode 5, titled Zombie Prom. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by our very own prom king from Bloody Podcast. Please say, hello, uglies, to Lorian K. Rockencamp. Hello, Lorian. Hello, how are you? I'm doing very well. You know, right before this show started... I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting. I'm. I don't know what you're referring to. Anyway, right. Be- right before this started. Can we get on with the show? Right before this started. Great. Um. <laughs> you and I were talking, and I said, "Shut up!" <laughs> yes. Damn it. I was prepared. I remember that. Time. I don't know why I remember that. I was that trying time. to do it while uh, I screwed up on that one. I think the that smart was not thing my to best do, one. Yeah, the smart thing to do would have been to wait like twenty minutes. That's what I was you gonna know. do, but then I was like, I don't know if that'll ruin the flow. I, you know what? I gotta just not care about ruining the flow. Why start now? You know? What's, yeah. What's, yeah. What's, 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 what flow are you talking about? <laughs> what is this flow? <laughs> Any <laughs> flow. Anyway, uh, Laurie, uh, what I was going to tell you. Oh, you and I were talking before the show. Yes. And I said, listen, I know you have to get going. You have to drive to your mom's house and your aunt's house and all that jazz. And I, we were going to do it early, but then we didn't because you, had, you got stuck eating bread. That's a whole other story. And then I said, I don't think this is going to be a long episode. Yes. Because... I go, it's on you because I don't have that much to say. And then you were going to say what? I wanted to, I want this to note because every single time you say that nine times out of 10, look, I know Mm -hmm. that I'm a ranter. Okay. Mm -hmm. But you do some weird shit. Like want to go through your entire catalog of opening music or something Mm -hmm. where you just literally waste time. And then at the end, you're like, well, Lori did it again. Lori wasted time. What do you think of this one? Oh my God. Is this scary or is it sad? It's sad. It wasn't an invitation. It's scary how sad it is. It wasn't an invitation. Scary or sad? That is... That's more sad. That's, That's like... That's like optimistically sad. See, this is what I'm talking about. Now we're going to get to the end, and you're going to be like, oh, remember when Lori went on that rant about Melissa? That took forever. Do you remember Do you remember what this song is? I remember what it is. Is this when we did our, our Christmas playlist? No, this is well, close. We did Ho Ho Uglies. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Ho Ho Uglies. All right. <clears throat> this week, the Boulet brothers task the monsters with eating brains before assigning a two-part zombie prom-themed floor show. In the end, Victoria Elizabeth Black is named the winner of the challenge and is forced to place two monsters up for extermination. Ultimately, she sends Astrid and Abora to the ghostly gallery, but it's Abora who's dropped into hell, leaving six monsters in the competition. Lori, name two things I liked about the episode, one thing you did not. Uh, two things I liked about I liked the challenge... Uh, I feel like overall I've liked all the challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, I I will say I, I like the main challenge. Let me say that. Mm-hmm. And I loved, for the most part, I loved the drama, although I will be nitpicking it 
to death um, because mm-hmm. there's certain things that I feel like I feel like I lo- we lost a, a scene. Yeah. Um, I what I didn't like was the I there are a couple things I if I'm being nitpicky I didn't like but my main my main one was enough with the eating weird shit challenges like we've we've <laughs> we've gotten that Why? Like, what, what, what's what's the problem with that let's do another chat like do another you know fright feet where they have to like stand somewhere really high or jump out of a mm-hmm. plane or do something yeah. that's like more physical like i i mm-hmm. don't know i just uh stand on a block of ice i don't know mm-hmm. something weird that still is within the fright feet, but yeah, I'm done with these eating weird shit challenges. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's gross, and it and it and I almost threw up twice. You almost threw up? Yeah, like I was like I was like in the whole phase of throwing up. Oh really? No, I, I, that stuff doesn't bother me. But I could oh. I could see how someone would be like, which is so weird because, <clears throat> okay, when I was a kid, I remember I'm going somewhere with this. I had my dad's brothers are like five or six years younger than he is, right? Oh, and my parents were in their early 20s when they had me. So when I was like seven or something, they were in their early 20s. And I specifically remember visiting my grandmother, and they would be watching these weird, you know, in the early 80s, late 70s, they had like, you know, adult cartoons. And there was this one that was so fucking freaky and weird that it scared me. Literally gave me nightmares. It's called Heavy Metal. It was a cartoon. Oh. Okay, it's not for children. It is an adult cartoon. And it scared me. Like, always, like, made me feel really, really icky and weird. But then what's funny is now as an adult, I have grown to actually be really passionate and love that kind of animation. I love, like, weird 70s animation. Yeah. Okay. What I'm saying is, is this the same thing with you where you don't like to watch people eat gross food, yet you have strangely this weird fetish for drinking the period blood of people you're attracted to? I do not. I never have. Lori. I never have. You keep putting that on me. And I. (laughs) I specifically remember. At this point, yeah. I hate I hate that more than the race racism thing. Like the racism well, you hate, thing, you should hate racism more than anything. But okay, the, <laughs> no, you putting on me that in two thousand six I was the most racist and yet also most famous comedian in the world. Well, uh, that wouldn't be the first time for a lot of comedians. But go ahead. But I now it's like you know I I don't like I I never have I will you know what let's yeah. let's uh, open up the shades a little bit. I rarely go down downtown in general. Why not? Well, because you live in Culver City. and you're, But your girlfriend works downtown. You don't go visit her ever or anything? I, in this metaphor, I don't go visit her. And that has actually been something that we've been working on where mm-hmm. I just don't like this. this uh, and it's not her. It's just me in general. The smell and you know of downtown mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. The, the texture of downtown. I don't like it. And so we've, okay, we've been... Okay, this is, this is yeah. flying in the face of... Like, a few years ago in private, you told me you had a fantasy of shrinking down, like in the movie Inner Space. Yes. And crawling inside of Star and, like, exploring... Like, wearing, like, almost like in the movie The Abyss. Like, you had, like, a like a like an old-timey diving 
helmet and outfit and with a like a light in front of it like and a scuba diver swimming. yeah like yeah. a scuba diver but like an old-timey one like a like but a see, 19- in that in that fantasy i'm covered i won't get yeah, any uh, any stuff on me you know what yeah that's a good point so that's a good point I forgot about that. You're right. I stand corrected. So I will say that it's an ongoing issue where I, I am just, I get so nauseous so quickly regarding certain things yeah. that mm-hmm. it makes me honestly sick to my stomach. And I am so full of bread right now that yeah, I mean, Lori we need is to stop talking about this. sort of a Hansel and Gretel thing in her apartment complex where an old woman asked her to come and eat a bunch of bread. She's our age. She's just very skinny. And she bakes a lot, and so she'll she'll be like, "Oh, I baked some bread. Do you want some?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Does so. she break? Does she bake to ease her anxiety? My brother had a friend who she was going through a really anxious spell, and she couldn't stop baking. Like, was baking nonstop, making like hordes and hordes of baked goods because that's how she like cope with her anxiety. I believe so. She says sometimes she says that she'll bake, and then but she just also likes to bake. She likes she wants to know that it's people like it, so. I think that it's been like a very simpatico relationship where, cause she, she's great. She, her, her, she's baked cookies for us. She's done a mm-hmm. bunch of stuff and they're delicious. So yeah. All right. Well, for me, the two things I liked about the episode, I actually kind of like the fright feet. Here's what, and we'll get more into it when we get to the fright feet. The thing I didn't like was that, um, and we'll talk about this when we get there is they're going to need to institute, if they're going to do this whole like, if you don't accomplish the fright feat, they're going to need to put, like, a floor. Yeah. What I mean is that, like, not like everybody's going to go home, but, like, let's say, for instance, I'm making this up. Cause I don't want to tip my hand but later. But if they're, like, you have to run a lap, right? And I can understand the, fir- the first person to finish the lap wins immunity, right? But they have to have a thing where, like, look, you're going to have to finish the lap in under four minutes, you know, yeah. or something like that, where like, if you don't, you're out because this fright being particular, there were people who actively did not do it. We'll get to this. Yes. We'll get to this. And nothing uh, happened to them. No, nothing happened yeah. to them. And that's why I was like, mm. uh, all right. The next thing is the floor show. I like the floor show. I think you did too. So that's that thing. And the thing I didn't like is, look, I've said this before. I think this is a complaint people have about me is that I don't care as much about the looks as I do about the drama. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm sick of this fucking drama. And I'm glad it's over, essentially. this It was so boring. It was so contrived. And oh, see, we'll, again, we'll talk about this. And I was like, okay, we've done this. We've done this. And you're making this up. See, I, I have a different theory. Oh. Because I feel like the drama has just begun because the people who are who are actually causing the who are actually showcasing the drama have technically not left yet. So I oh, feel like I it's see what just you're saying. Begun. Okay. Well, let's cover when we get there. First up, after Erica's elimination, Melissa reads Eva and Astrid for being divas last week. Everyone agrees it would be a gag if Erica survived. Coco claims she was sabotaged. Victoria walks back into the boudoir with a renewed focus on the competition. And Astrid continues to defend her behavior. Laurie, Roggenkamp, everything that happened before they went back to the main stage. Any thoughts here? Uh, so <laughs> I think we should take it bit by bit. I mm-hmm. do honestly think it was it was kind of interesting the way that they were 
like abora was like oh the judges have this one chance to get rid of victoria so they better take it and i was like Mm -hmm. again do you not know how a competition works they aren't (laughs) trying to get rid of the best players why would the why would the judges want to get rid of the players aren't competing yeah and then Coco says, uh, Coco says something. I don't remember if it was in her testimonial or if it was in the workroom, but she's like, I don't know. Somebody hasn't figured out what to do about it, but they better be careful because somebody will figure out what to do about it. And it's like, nobody's going to do shit. Nobody's going to do shit about this stupid thing. Like, it, it's not. What are you talking about specifically? Oh, maybe, maybe it was later on. Never no, mind. no, I just don't know what you're talking about. Coco, Coco- talking about the debate saying about what? Coco was like making a threat about I think it was like Abora and it might have been during the Abora uh Hoso oh, okay. drama. So never mind. But it it's just like these people don't understand how co- reality show competitions work. Like it, it's a very simple thing. You follow the instructions, the judges vote and they eliminate somebody. Like yeah. that's it. They're they're not trying to get rid of the best players. They're trying to they're trying to actually get somebody they feel deserves to win the competition to yeah. win. So why would they eliminate Victoria? <laughs> like yeah. that's such a stupid fucking thing. And so then secondly, one of the things that I thought was interesting was, and I, I kind of wish that they, that the Boulay brothers had said something, was when the Boulay brothers were talking last episode, they were saying that they were getting complaints from their staff mm-hmm. and crew that Astrid was trying to direct the, the sketch, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then when Astrid is being called out by, the, by Melissa, she said that she was just saying, telling everybody how, how they were feeling. She said that she, all I'm all oh, I was yeah, doing yeah. was representing the group. And I have a note because I'm like, there's no clips of this. Like in other words, okay, look, I get that this probably happened between takes, right? Yeah, fine. But the second it happened, the first time, there's not a producer there who tells someone, "Listen, pick this up, you know, film this." But obviously, if it happened yeah. one time, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. But it cl- clearly, this is something that was happening and happening and happening and happening. But we also do see last episode they did flashbacks where it wasn't a sound there weren't there wasn't sound but there was mm-hmm. video of Astrid t- saying saying something to a director. And so granted maybe that wasn't the best shot but it's like, you know, do so- pick up something, grab something. Yeah, just, that's why you I'm have like, so I... much of Eva complaining about the heat but nothing of Astrid. Yeah, that's a very good point. You're right. I don't know why. It it doesn't make any sense. It will, will show us the scenes. Why are they not showing us the scenes why and also even if they don't have the scenes there's no specifics there's no like you told the director to go fuck himself or something there's just like you were just they're just vague it is like you were you're acting up or something you know yeah and then so mm-hmm. i have a question for you and i yeah. i really honestly i'm don't... taking questions yes lady in the front thank you thank you uh i'm from hello uglies international mm-hmm. um, yeah do you think that are co- you part co- of the drag race uh podcast federation no, because that doesn't exist. Mm, um, does. And that's actually a thing that Joe do- Joe Batance does to uh, pretend like Lori Roggenkamp is getting answers wrong on a trivial quiz that he he claims to. Lori, uh, I am not even joking. I got a letter. Create. I don't know what you did or what you said. I got a letter from the DRPF on DRPF letterhead. Okay, let me see it. That, that they wanted to pass along to you. Let me see it. Let me see the letterhead. I meant to pull it up. <laughs> pull it up? Yeah. You got a letter. Well, I know. I'm going to pull it up. 
Okay. But they, they emailed me the letter. They emailed, they emailed me. And they, you. They, they emailed, emailed you a letter. Okay. They emailed me a letter. They said, can you please, you don't have Lori's email like address. putting a hat on a hat. Because okay. nobody knows Lori's email address. She has, she has to keep it very private. I do. Also, <laughs> if you have any complaints about the show, please email thebestoftoday at gmail.com. Yeah. No, that's the complaint line. But nobody yeah. knows your email address. That no, would be nobody weird. does. Yeah. That would be so, that would be an invasion of privacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. So um I I'm trying to find okay, let me see here. Nope, they didn't send it to that email. Well, so address. while you're looking for this quote unquote letter, mm-hmm. um, my question is do we honestly, for even half a second, believe anything that Coco said? That somebody gave her the flip, flipped no. her script. No, and 100% that somebody that took made her. Up. Okay. No. Moving Do you on. Believe it? <laughs> no, not even a little bit. And also, what I love is that to me, what's so funny is it's like, I love how Coco, you know, Coco will, will pick things up and carry it. You know, she's fucking doing this Hoso drama for mm-hmm. what episode now going on episode five or six. Mm-hmm. And yet the th- uh, something that actually happened to her, she's like, well, it's interesting that this might may have happened. And then doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't talk about it at all. And it's like, Coco, you don't even fucking believe it. You don't even believe what what you're saying. No, it, it, it reminds me of some because here's the deal. I believe that the, the, you don't even believe the events happened. I don't believe, I believe it. Oh, okay. I believe that maybe these things happened, you know, but that like almost like, you know, like when you misplace something, then you blame the housekeeper. Yes. That is like that. Like, oh, it probably happened, but it's her fault. Like the, the pieces fell off because of the piece of shit costume and they fell off. That's what and, Eva was saying. Yeah, yeah. And she picked up the wrong script. Um, and then I love, I will say though, that out of all mm-hmm. of it, we did get a great moment where Ashton goes, who would, who would screw with Coco? It's Coco. Like, what is that well we will get we, the, i have a lot of thoughts about that, that one i have a lot of thoughts about that one um <laughs> okay first of all first things first i love that um they walk into this workroom and they have it uh they have it set up so that um hold on for a it's second like, to... quote unquote set up it's like streamers yeah. Yes. And yes. Stu- it's like barely anything. And they act like they're going into like, you know, NASA. Like, yeah. what? what's happening? Yeah. What happened here? Yeah. And they're like, who? And I'm like, this is the worst. Um, Hold on. Sorry. I'm trying to get this document for you. Also, just another. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. say my other side thing is that I love how Coco kept kind of hitting home, you know, because they were, Abora was trying to stand up for Erica and be like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, uh, uh, what what I had seen from Erica, she really elevated her drag. And Coco was like, well, she's still in the bottom. And then she was like, yeah, but she's trying, well, she's still in the bottom. It's like, bitch, you have barely gotten out of the bottom. Like, you're barely, you know, like you, you were doing so badly, like an episode before that, you know, you barely got yourself out of it. And now she's trying to like argue you know, now she's trying to put Erica down. Okay, I'm sorry, Lori. I have, I have the document. Okay. And I'm going to share it right here. Sorry, I wasn't listening to what you just said right now. I'm trying to, I don't know how to do things. Yeah. You know? So I'm sharing it right now so you can see it. And it says, Dear Miss <laughs> Lorian K. Rockenkamp. How the hell? You did that literally while I was talking. No, I did not. Oh, okay. 
I no, do no. love that. Why would I, Lori, I do, why would I do that? While I, I was talking, I created a whole letterhead and everything. Yes, and wrote a letter. I do love that letterhead, though. That is great letterhead. Say Lori, what you will about a fake institution. Lori, it is not a fake institution. Tom Bombs told me he's a member. Do we need to why? get producer Zach Birch on here? No, because he's going to agree with you because he gets paid by you. I have, and I'm telling you right now, I have never spoken to Zach Birch about it. Uh, no, that's not true. You said the other day that Zach Birch knows oh, he's about that. He puts it in the thing, but he, he and I have never had a conversation about it. I gave him the, I gave him our password and username, and he downloads the, 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 the scores. Anyway, th- okay, so they they did the pretend thing. Um, there's a part where Astrid said she was being a leader. You know. Yes. And Melissa's like, "What you look? Um." What is her name again? A- Astrid is really annoying, you know? Yes. But I will say she does at least think of herself as the leader and she pretends to be a leader. Even if you they think she has those qualities, whether yeah. she's good at it or not, you can't deny that. I mean, how is Melissa saying, oh, you thought you were in charge and you were fighting with the director. And then she says, well, I do have these tendencies where I think I'm a leader. And she goes, you do? I'm like, bitch, you just accused her of being bossy and... Like, yes, it's like the same thing. And I was just like, what is going she on? She argued. She argued with her about what she thinks. Like, that's what I love. It's like not like hang like, oh, you know, I don't I don't see you as a leader. It's like, that's fine. But you can't argue with somebody about what they think. She sees herself as a leader. So, so you know, there's a weird part that I think they cut out of the show, by the way. So when they're talking about Erica, uh, Coco says at one point, well, I hope it's not like her season where and then they cut. And then she says, where she talks about how this, they hate me, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think she was saying, but they cut it out, that it's not like her season where she kept winning challenges and coming back, uh, even though she was she overstayed her welcome. Like, it was like a weird, hard cut that they did. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't even yeah, know that. Yeah, I thought on the second watch around. Now, I wrote here, Astrid is just going to focus on her. I really feel that's all she's done. I don't know what the fuck that means. All right, let's move on. On the main stage. Uh, the Boulay brothers announced this week's two-part floor show challenge. The queens must create a basic bitch prom look that focuses on glamour. And for part two, the monsters will recreate their basic bitch look, but with a post-zombie attack twist. For this week's Fright Feet, the show is honoring the season one zombie challenge by presenting the monsters a plate of pig brains that they must fully consume. The monsters are reminded they must succeed in the Fright Feet to advance to the floor show, and the first queen to eat all their brains will be granted immunity for the week. In the boudoir, the monsters gulp down their brains, but Eva is the quickest and wins the Fright Feet. Lori, let's talk here. Uh, anything you want to talk about the main stage and the Fright Feet and all that? Um. Well, first off, it was disgusting. Uh, mm-hmm. Secondly, you know, I will say they did this last year, or not last year, last episode with, with Eva, where she was like, you know, she they were at the place and she's like, oh, guys, look over there. There's the famous line of fuck the big picture, <laughs> yeah, Clint. Yeah. You know, and then they had a Bora this this time do the quote from the first where yeah. it's like, Loris, Loris. Like, I haven't eaten a lot. Uh, I haven't by choice eaten brains or eaten meat, but now I'm going to. And it's just like, well, you know, but if even, gonna... even Swan made a reference to it. Yeah. She, she said because she said something, something, something not tonight. Which is another yeah. reference to that Laura speech. Yeah. Yeah. Not, but like Abori did it so lackadaisically and with the like very little panache. That I was just like, do it justice. Do you, you know? think like, the producer was like, do you think you could do it for us? And she was like, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Abora's, you know, she's she's conquered drag, so everything yeah. is just, you know, it's just work for her. So yeah. I, yeah, I just, I was just like, you know, these, these are memorable moments. Like, do it yeah. with some panache. Like, yeah. have make it, make it, uh, put some stank on it. You know, yeah. and it's just like it's so lackadaisical. It's just like it was almost like she was like, oh, okay, you know, it's just yeah. like. I don't know. It just frustrated me. So let's talk about the challenge. I know it grossed you out. That stuff doesn't bother me. Usually doesn't bother me. I'm sure there are other instances where it would, but that stuff didn't bother me. But like I said, on the line was immunity and Eva finished first. But like I, we were, let's talk about this right now is then they um, do this thing where they're like, uh, it's if, if you don't finish it, they don't even say that if, if you don't, succeed in this fright feat you're gonna go home i think going forward they're gonna need to have some sort of like baseline like you have to hit this mark or you're going home because i'm gonna straight up say it coco didn't even try no and I don't, coco got nowhere close to finishing she was just sort no. of picking at it and, and for all intents and purposes coco gave up she did, but I think also she realized that, you know, which I would have done the same thing, is that the that there really isn't any stakes. Even though they claim that they're going to send you home, they're not going mm-hmm. to. So, I mean, why would I, you know, shove a bunch of cow brains well, in my mouth? If I know that not... Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Sorry. If I know that it just by... I'm not going to win because Eva's, you know, inhaling them. So mm-hmm. why would I even try if I'm not going to, and, and I know I'm not going to get kicked off. So yeah, I would do, I would have done that. I don't I have no fault with Coco. What I have a fault with is that the judges were like, yeah, no, I mean, I guess she kind of did it. So we'll let her go on. Yeah. Uh, producer Zach Birch wanted me to ne- mention that they, that the boulets do say they must fully consume what's on the plate. Uh, so, but they didn't. They did. Uh, a lot of them did. But that's probably what the problem was, was that a lot of them didn't finish the plate. Once Eva won, I think they stopped. But yeah. that's why I'm saying you have to, there has to be some sort of baseline, you know, it could be whatever, but that, you know, like, look, if you don't even do this, you're out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right, let's move on. Um, cause, well, you know, what? why don't we do this? Because I think we're going to talk for a long time about what happens next. So why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we are for the hopefully last time going to talk about uh, the drama, the love triangle drama. We'll be back right after this. the queen swap prom memories before asking each other to prom leaving out abora hoso notices abora appears hurt and approaches her this upsets astrid melissa it, astrid stop melissa eva and coco escape to the cauldron to talk about what's happening when the girls return from the cauldron the drama continues and they all fight about the drama continuing before they agree just to get to work on their outfits Let's break this down. Lori, I'm very curious to hear, and I want to be a little bit more specific. What happens is they walk back into the workroom from the Fright Feet, which took place in the workroom. It makes no sense logically. They were in the workroom, right? They yes. did the Fright Feet. They leave. They leave. 
And then they they walk back into the workroom. It's clean now. And they act like they just walked in from the fright feet. They're like, oh, oh, my God. I can't believe I ate them all. You realize you just walked back into the same room, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) See, I would have loved it if the producers had just left the food there for them to walk back into. (laughs) Yeah. So then they walk in and they start talking about the challenge, which is a prom themed challenge. And they're joking around and they're talking about how many of them had never been to prom either because they didn't have it in their country or they just were too. They just did not go to prom. And so they do. uh, It starts off with Astrid doing a sort of like hokey fake ask to Hoso, will you go to prom with me? Yes. And then the other girls start doing to each other. A boar is left out and then she goes and does it to a mannequin to be funny. And then yes. Hoso gets all weird and goes to Astrid, to Abora, and it, it starts this whole thing. What were your but, thoughts here? Give me all your thoughts. But first off, I will say that she laughed when she first did the bit. Mm-hmm. That Hoso was laughing when uh, when um, uh, Abora went to the mannequin. She was laughing. Everyone mm-hmm. was laughing. She was having fun. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, for some reason, she decided to be upset about it. And apparently Astrid really need to tell a, a Hoso something, which I don't think that she really did, but, mm-hmm. um, and then she's like, you're not even listening to me. You're just looking at Abora. <laughs> yeah. And then Abora, and then, okay. So yeah. I feel like this is classic man- emotional manipulation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Where Hoso goes up to Abora mm-hmm. and starts almost crying. And Abora yeah. has to comfort her. Mm-hmm. For a thing that happened to her. Yeah. So it it to me it's emotional manipulation because you're like, oh my gosh, she cares so much about me that she's up so upset about something that happened to me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm gonna comfort her. And yeah. it's just like, no, fuck you. Like that happened to Abora. If Abora's okay, to be honest with you, I don't think Abora did anything wrong Mm-mm. in this entire situation. I think this was all Astrid. Hoso mm-hmm. and everyone else. Yes, I this am in one hundred percent agreement with you. Everyone else, and they kept they kept saying that Abora. Look, I do think that we'll get to it into it, but I do think Abora should have gone home. You know, clearly based off the challenge, but everything else I think was all everyone else is doing. Because what what ended up happening? Then they all went off to complain about the love triangle, and it was like you guys are feeding this. If you yeah. just simply ignored it. Mm-hmm. And moved on, it yeah. would you could let it go, but they all wanted to talk about it and go off into their splinter groups and talk mm-hmm. about it. It's just like this this is not, you know, it's not that big of a deal. I honestly mm-hmm. feel like they uh, Hoso wanted to make it a thing because we'll see. She was laughing, they were having fun, and then all of a sudden she wants to make she wants to all of a sudden make a thing about her. Mm-hmm. And so then it becomes about her and then Astrid Astrid is feeling left out because she wanted to have this thing. So then she makes it about her and Abora's just like, I don't know what the hell's going on. And then everyone gets on her case for starting it. And she's like, what did I, what the hell did I do? Yeah. So strangely, I actually, I agree with almost everything you say in that, except for that. I have a little bit more sympathy for Hosa. I mean, I think this is my interpretation of the situation is I'm actually going to kind of give Astrid the benefit of the doubt. She turns to Hoso. She does a stupid joke, which I think is a little insensitive because to me, it's like if uh, because clearly Astrid's won in this competition. Right. 
And so, like, I would just keep it things low key between me and Hoso, and especially on camera, just like we're just friends, but you know, we're boning on the side or whatever. Okay. But she does They're a stupid not joke. Boning on the I know, side. I know, but I, you know what I mean. And then uh, she does a stupid joke, whatever, ha ha ha. But then the other girls are asking each other, and then they leave Abora out of it. Like, it's kind of mean girl, right? Now, Abora deals it with the way she can, and then she goes to the mannequin. And then that's why I think when Hoso realizes, oh, Abor is actually kind of hurt. This is kind of mean what's just happened. And so I'm going to go try it. Now, you're right. She did make it about her and how she felt. Everything else after that, I agree with. The only thing I think, I, I do believe that Hoso's reaction and walking over to Abor was genuine. Now, what I will say, I think it was fucked up of the cast to do that. What they could have done, somebody could have said, like, I don't want you to come. They, they did not include Abor. They let her be left out, which of all the people in the cast, that's the person I would have made sure what felt included because she's going through it yeah now, but i mean by by the numbers somebody would have been left out you know what i mean and so i think that i think you're right i think that they should look i think the problem was is that abora is just not liked if it had been if it had been coco and melissa were left mm-hmm. do you think that they would have that i think they would have figured out a way to be like let's all three uh, even would have been like let's all three go and you know what's so frustrating too is that this is this pisses me off sorry this is another thing that pissed me off about eva is eva keeps trying to pretend like she's being thrown into the middle of this which she's not she keeps forcing she's herself in. yeah she keeps forcing herself into it and she mm-hmm. keeps claiming that she's a boar's friend and then she literally just goes around her to ask Melissa to the prom, leaving Abora out. Yes. It's like, bitch, that's your friend. That's the yes. person that you keep trying to bring yes. aside to be like, hey, yes. I'm here for you. And then you fucking leave her? Like, that's yes. ridiculous. Yes, I agree. And that's what I was going to say. Look, I am sick of hearing about this fucking drama. I am so sick of it. And I'm sure, and I'm yes. sure they are too. So why do they keep bringing it up? I'm going to say this is another instance where... People were fine, and then they just bring shit up, and it's the other cast members. Yes. It's never. I'm gonna. I'm with you. I think Abora should have gone home this episode. I feel she did not, and she has continuously not uh, lived up to the challenges. You no. know, but and so the right person went home this week. That said, they treat her like shit, and the way she's been treated is awful. It's it's appalling. Yes, I don't. I I don't know. I just didn't. I don't know. I just, I just got so frustrated. And then they all want to go off in these splinter groups and be like, oh, I'm so frustrated about this. It's like, well, then fucking pick a different thing to complain about, you know? Like, have something else going on in your life. Like, why didn't Melissa talk about her ex? Or why didn't she talk about, like, move on from it. Right, like, I know. It, I don't so know. they come into the workroom, and here's what's weird. I want to get to this. So they come back to the workroom from the. It's like Melissa. It's like Eva, Coco, and Melissa are in the cauldron, and they're chit chatting about it. Then they come back and they see that Astrid, Hoso, and Abora are still going at it, and then they get mad again. But then this is what I want to get to. They strangely all go. You know what? Shut the fuck up. Let's just get to work on our. Co- let's pretend. Let's get back to pretending to work on our costumes. And then we're going to go home for the day. And they do. Yeah. And everyone's fine. And everyone's getting along. And they're joking. And when they leave, it's funny. Right? Yes. Ha ha yes. ha ha. Then they leave. And they come back. And it's now floor show day. Yes. Right? No, 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 no. It's not floor show. It's just another day, I think. No, um, it's floor show day. They're getting ready. They're putting their makeup on. 
so this is the notes that I have. Wherever I am is they come back and now everyone's quiet. Everyone's quiet, by the way. Not just Astrid, Hoso, and Amora. Everyone's quiet. And then Melissa's like, what is going on? Do we need to talk about this love triangle some more? I'm like, no one said anything. (laughs) No. Also, it doesn't, you don't have to have a workroom that's always active. You know what I mean? Like they, they act like it's like, oh, it's all quiet because of this drama. It's like maybe it's just because it's, you know, possibly in the morning. I don't know what time they get there. Or yeah. maybe it's because they're, they're just getting ready for their floor show. Like it doesn't have to. There doesn't always have to be noise. You yeah. know, you can just be there working on your makeup, putting on your makeup. And then, yeah. And then Melissa wants to be like, oh, is it this drama again? Yes. And even, even Astrid Abora and, and Hoso are like, no, we're good. And they're like, well, we're just sick and tired of this shit. And Coco is just like, what I love about Coco is she acts, she tries to act so hard like she's above the drama and she's yes. not. She doesn't want. And then she's the one who keeps instigating it. She keeps she goes instigating like, it. She keeps going. She goes like, <clears throat> she goes, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk. Let's just drop it. But I'm going to say one thing. Yeah. And is it, is it because of that thing that we did? And then, and then Abora's like, I guess, I don't know what you're trying to say. She's like, this is bullshit. This is stupid. This is, you're a titty baby. <laughs> yeah. This is the same person who for weeks talked about how, uh, a, a Hoso stood up for Abora and like, Oh, you also that still talks about it, right? Yes. And but then yeah. other people are titty babies when they uh, talk about this. By the way, you're it, are you an idiot, Coco? Like, it's been clear to everybody. I mean, they you didn't know what they were fighting about. Yeah. She. Like, oh, well, is this no. what it is? Yeah. She. Well, she just because she wanted to be like she knew what it was. She just wanted to be like this is stupid. You know, she just wanted to have her moment. Oh, I to see. Say, this is stupid. And so, but the thing is, is like, Abora's, you can tell in the moment that Abora is just like, I have no fucking idea this why is everyone's weird, so upset. This and is then the she's weird just, thing is the cast yeah. kind of stands by Astrid and Hoso and comes for Abora. Abora's never doing shit. And they no. fucking straight up call her names and yes. yell at her and you, 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 you. And I'm like, what has, a, in this situation, in this what has Abora situ- done? Yes. Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. Nothing. If anything, if anything, she she did what none of y'all would have done, which is taken a slight and ma- turned it into a comedic act. Yes. Because I guarantee you, if Coco had been the last one and Eva had chose, chosen somebody else over Coco, we would have not stopped fucking hearing about this. Yes. 100%. She would have made a meal out of it. Right. Yes. And all Abora did anyone if 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 Ashton had been the last one if you know fucking Hosa had been if if Melissa had been anyone they would have made a meal out of it all Abora does is go back to the mannequin flirt with it and make everyone laugh and that's yeah. it and and literally Hoso and Astrid create a fucking yes. uh, drama out of thin fucking yes. air. Yes. And then everyone else goes, well, Abora, what is, <laughs> yes. what's wrong with you? Yes. It <laughs> makes zero, zero sense. Literally, I'm not even joking. I want to, th- I'm going to send an email to the Boulets. Oh and my I'm going to be like, I want to interview. I have one question and one question only. Here is the question. And uh, maybe I'll email to them. I'll email them. Like, just email us. I don't even need you on, I don't even need you on, on audio. Just yeah. can you email us an answer to this, please? Because it make I need an official statement on this. But I rewatched that clip, that mm-hmm. scene from the the 
so many times because I felt like I'm missing something. Yes. Something happened in that workroom that I am missing and that that's why there's so much vitriol. And then I was like, no, there's not, nothing happened. Nothing happened in that workroom. And then they still want to argue about it. And Melissa still wants to get like in every, you know, be mad at Abora and get in everyone's face. And it's just like, it makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Melissa's like, I am so sick of this. Let's go to the cauldron and talk about this some more. Yes. What? I would Eva, literally... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Eva and Melissa go, I, we're done. Let's go to the cauldron. And all they do is talk about it. And then Eva's just like, you know, I am so... Eva literally says, I am so tired because they keep putting me in the middle. And I'm like, you're putting yourself in the yes. middle. Yes. Nobody... It's, it, Eva... Elbora has specifically asked you not to get involved. Yeah. <laughs> like, she has... Last episode, she said, I'm okay. Don't get involved. And you still get involved. Yes. Yes, she it, even it, is for some reason hooked herself to Abora in a way that it's just like like a temper like she's like an older sister, and mm-hmm. it's just like nobody asked you to do this. Eva is also very unaware of herself. So like the, and when one part of the episode she says that Astrid acts like a know it all, and I was like, <coughs> like I literally yes. did the biggest spit take. I'm like, oh, oh. Astrid acts like a know it all, Eva. My favorite part was when she was lambasting uh, Astrid for complaining. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you get out there and you just fucking do it. And then the cl- they just show clips of her with the producer just complaining. Yeah. That was my favorite, one of my favorite parts of the, of By the, the episode. By the way, did you notice uh, in one of the workroom moments, Eva and Victoria Elizabeth Black were like holding hands? Oh, I was trying to remember uh, who... Victoria Elizabeth Black had like a showmance with somebody, but I don't think it was. It was with Eva, Dolly, right? wasn't it? It was. I think it was with Dolly. Yeah, it was with Dolly. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I think that's everything I have to say about the. Have you said everything you want to say about the drama? Oh, so yeah. So one more thing. So Coco says in in a in like an, I think in a um uh one of those interview things, she says like. So, somebody people haven't figured out what to do about this but i'm not meaning the um the love triangle the issue with you know the love triangle people mm-hmm. haven't figured out how what to do about this but they better be careful because somebody's gonna figure out what to do about it and it's just like what the fuck did, i wish a producer was like explain that like what do you mean by that like what <laughs> what could that possibly mean in yeah. this scenario because it just makes no sense mm-hmm. i was just like coco you <laughs> You got nothing. Like, no, nobody gives a shit what you have to say. Um. All right. Well, Lori, uh, I have notes here about the, the look. But I think we talked about the floor show today. We talked about it all. Do you have anything? Before we get to the floor show, do you have anything to say? Um. I mean, again, I feel like we just have to mention it because, again, maybe one day the Boulay brothers will listen to this. And if they mm-hmm. actually... If they actually give a shit about what we have to say, yeah. mm-hmm. which I doubt they do, mm-hmm. but just <gasps> oh my gosh, just, you just reminded me of something. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, just stop with the with the red light and the that thing. Like, just stop. Or or if you are legitimately gonna do it, then do it full force. It's almost like the the fright feats. If you are going, to, if it's gonna be in there, either either do it actually with circumstances and stick to those circumstances, or don't do it because mm-hmm. the 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 thing where it's like doesn't have any stakes and it's not real it's just it's just lame and i just yeah 
So I forgot to mention this, and I might need to like pause the audio while I pull this clip. Is um, a listener wrote to me last week, right after we recorded last week, and he he it, it, um, he said, "Let me actually pull it up here for a second. Uh, his name is Stuff by Duff. Okay. Okay. Um, for fifteen minutes. Okay. And um, he messaged me. Let me see here. Where is he? Oh, here it is. So he messaged me last Thursday and he said, uh, Joe, this is so random because I just started binging your Dragula podcast this week. It's funny. On the season two finale episode, you said your wish for future seasons is that the losers fall through a trap door. And now it happens. And it's at the, it's at the 108 mark, the one hour, eight minute mark. I'm not going to pull it. Actually, it's very, very quick. Um, but if you guys want to go, go to the season two, episode nine and 10 season finale. And at the one hour, eight minute mark, we're talking about, uh, how they put blood on the contestants. I'm like, honestly, they should just drop yeah. the losers through a trap door. And I'm like, that is so fucking weird. You just reminded me. You're like, you, when you said, that's crazy. uh, oh, so I want to thank stuff by Duff Instagram user stuff by Duff. Follow Thank him. you for, yeah. And somebody was actually, I totally forgot about that opener where we went, it was Roggen Camp all along. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's a classic. About, so I thought that was, yeah. So thank you to that person who I yeah. don't I don't have their information. She wrote readily to you. Available. You, you sent yeah, it to me and that was very nice. Very kind. Yeah, very kind. Very nice. Uh, okay, Lori, are you ready to do the floor show? Yes. Okay. Now for the floor show, as you know, uh, I gotta go to the Dragula sound page here. All right, here we go. Um, we share our looks, our opinions on the looks. I want everyone to know too. We also use as a reference the official release looks from the Drag Race Podcast Federation, and there are two groups of looks. Lori. Uh, let's, so the basic bitch look. So the basic bitch, and the, the Boulets are pretty clear about this. They want to see actual glamour. They want you to leave the monster stuff at the door. They want you to leave all that drama behind. They want you to really focus yes. on being like a glamour, almost like a drag race girl. They want to yes. see if you can bring basic bitch realness. Okay? Yes. Yeah. Uh, for the record, I believe this is the challenge where Lori did her classic... Uh, giving the coach a blowjob bit in season one which i encourage everyone to go listen to i i really genuinely was hoping that they would have some sort of skit or something but they didn't have really have anything no. so i was kind of i was kind of upset by that yeah all right so the first one up is a bora she comes out as a cheerleader a basic bitch cheerleader your thoughts on this look so one of the things that i thought was so funny about this look is that we didn't touch on this, but Abora mm -hmm. really goes into a long, not long, a medium-sized monologue about how she's just going to do the challenge. She's mm -hmm. not going to try and do anything fancy. Mm -hmm. She's just going to do stick to, you know, not overthink it and just stick to the challenge, which is prom theme, mm -hmm. right? Zom, and then you turn into a zombie. And then she goes as a cheerleader? And yeah. I was just like... Is there like an English as a second language kind of circumstance here? Like, does she need things translated to her? Mm -hmm. Because it's just like, who, what, who goes in their cheerleader 
her out. Like, I'm just like, were you hit on the head? Like, it just, I was so dumbfounded. As soon as I saw her, I thought, she's going home. She's such a, like, I was surprised at how nice they were mm-hmm. to her. Because it was just like, what do we have to do to get you to be in the, to get you to do the goddamn challenge? She refuses. What was your grade? I mean, I'm going to say an F because it was no way to challenge. So. Laura, I gave it a C minus. I'm all, it, it, what, it was like, look, there was a basic bitch challenge, a basic bitch, but it was a shitty basic bitch. It was not good. It was still monsterish. It's really hard to explain, but she was still doing monster. Yeah. So, all right, well. Next, we have Eva Destruction, who came with like a braces, girl with braces and crazy hair. Your thoughts on this? I will say that the only thing, and this is very nitpicky, the only thing I felt about that outfit was that, like, she when she would raise her arms when she was in uh, when she was in her regular uh, outfit, like you would mm-hmm. see her bare chest, and mm-hmm. it was like it wasn't, it didn't fit properly, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to give it a B simply because of that, because I felt like it didn't drape on her body. But I felt like her character. One thing about Eva is that she really does a good character. She does good character work. So I felt like her character was on point, And I-, I mean, I thought it was cute. But yeah, it just the dress didn't fit her body properly. Oh, Laurie. So close. <clears throat> B minus. For the same reasons. But I'm like, if you're going to do glamour. What? You. <laughs> Why am I getting judged? Okay, I can't do this. I'm not going to argue with this anymore. I'm so angry about this stupid judging. Lori. Keep going, keep going. It's fine. Uh, the reason I'm not focusing on it, because I feel the audience is just like, feels like about this, that they do about the whole love triangle. Mm-hmm. All right, Astrid Aurelia. Um, you know, I will say that I kind of agree with the judges. Like, it was fine. But it wasn't like it didn't bowl me over, and I feel like sometimes she does like a lot of over texturizing, where it just seems like a one big mess, especially with the lighting that they have. So yeah, I kind of just I I honestly don't really remember her outfit, her prom outfit as being any kind of any really stunning. So I'm just gonna give it a C. So. I thought she looked fantastic. I thought she looked beautiful. I give it an A. All right, Hoso Teratoma. I like this outfit. I thought that she, I thought it was great. I loved her makeup. Um, yeah, I give it an A. I really liked it. Look, the dress, the outfit, everything was great. The makeup, though, wasn't basic bitch. The makeup was still kind of Hoso, very similar to me to a Borg, except a much level, a bigger level above. I gave it a B. Give it a B. Okay. All right, Coke Cocaine, Laurie. Uh, I did not like her dress. I thought it was kind of. I don't know. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't speak like basic bitch glamour to me. Like it just kind of. It looked like uh, Belle from Beauty and the Beast walking through the streets. Mm-hmm. Like it just didn't seem very, you know, Belle when she's dancing sort of mm-hmm. thing, which is what we consider. I consider basic bitch. So I give it a C. B plus. Victoria Elizabeth Black. I did not like the bow. I wasn't a fan of the bow. I know everyone else did, but I wasn't a fan of the bow. I just didn't seem like a, a prom dress to me. 
so I give it a B. A. Melissa B. Fierce. I thought this was an A+. This is great. I mean, we knew that Melissa B. Fierce was going to do a good job with this, so I gave it an A+. Look, I gave it an A, but I'll give it to you because you're not doing it that well. Why am I not doing well? You're not matching the, uh, the DRPS. You? I'm not matching <laughs> you? Lori, I've, I've shown you letters. What, what can I show you that will prove it to you? Nothing. You, it's not real. All right, next, the queen had to take also, the same... Also, you've shown me one letter. You haven't shown me letters. You haven't shown me one letter. The queens now have to take this basic bitch look and uh, now give us a look as if they've been attacked by zombies and turned into a zombie themselves. Let's go down the line. It's in a different order. Uh, first up, we have Eva Destruction. Your thoughts here, Lori? Uh, Eva's was okay. I actually liked her transformation. I thought it was... I thought it was good, so I would give it an A. B. I didn't write down why, though, so I don't know why. The Federation didn't either. Coco Kane. Coco's I actually genuinely liked. I give it a Coco's an A. B. Hoso Teratoma. Hoso's... I, I want to say that I liked it. Um, so I'm going to give it an A. Yeah, because I, I didn't see anything wrong with it. C, and I'll tell you why. I marked anybody down where it wasn't a zombie. It was some sort of weird, like, fish with tentacles or something. Oh. Okay. Abora. Abora's, it didn't seem like a zombie. Like, it was, like, this weird... It had, like, weird skin, and it just seemed like more of an alien. So I give it a C. Oh, interesting. I read it as zombie. Okay. I gave it a B. Astrid Aurelia. Astrid's... seemed like a zombie, but... Again, it was like a hat on a hat. Like, it just was too much. So I give it a, a C. It was fine. It was a zombie. I, I could see... You know what? I'm changing it to C. I'm going to act as a case where I'm going to say that the uh, the Federation's wrong here. Victoria Elizabeth Black. See, I give Victoria Elizabeth Black a C, and I thought it was so interesting that the judges were critiquing the rea reality or the re realisticness of all the other drag queens, yet this the, Victoria Elizabeth Black has brains for hair, and they're mm -hmm. like, oh, that's wonderful. It's like, that's not feasible to have brains for hair. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. you know, so I just, I don't know. I didn't think that it was, I didn't think it was as great as they made it out to me. So I give it a C. Correct answer is A. Finally, we have Melissa B. Fierce, Laurie. I actually liked it. I mean, I get that they're saying that it, you know, it was kind of falling apart and her makeup wasn't the best, but we can see that she was using more like, you know, poor, you know, poor person latex and stuff like that, as she even said. But I thought it, I genuinely thought this was the most realistic. So I give it an A. Make it with a mess so things are falling apart. Scores B minus. All right, Lori. Well, that's going to do it for the looks.
getting my own buzzer next time. All right. Well, I mean, now you can do your own invalid buzzer. The monsters. Do you, you know what, Lori? How about this? How about this? I'm. This is what I'm going to do. Because Zach just puts the the grades in, in the script for me. I'm going to have Zach send them to you for the next episode. And I won't have them. That seem fair? They're your thoughts. Lori, they're not my thoughts. It's the Federation. Yes. How many times in this challenge did you say, I think, or I uh, this is how I feel? That's your thoughts. In the cauldron... The- <laughs> In the cauldron, the monsters take turns pleading their case to Victoria. Melissa urges Victoria to use this power to remove some drama from the work group. Melissa and Astrid have words. Most of the queens want to see a boar in the bottom, but there seems to be no consensus for that second pick. Uh, Lori, your thoughts uh, there on the cauldron? So my two, my two big thoughts were, I love how Coco goes without looking at track record. Yes. <laughs> she has a shitty track record. Yeah. Um, so I love that. I love, and, and also I will say this, one of the things that little, frustrated me a little bit mm-hmm. about this entire episode is how everyone is falling over themselves to cater to Coco. Yes. I don't get it. And so one of the things that Victoria said is I'm going to look at track record and I'm going to look how you did in this competition. And then Coco says, well, without looking at track record and Victoria goes, okay, I won't look at track record. I'll just look at this competition. Do you so, think they're fucking me, and not making a big deal about it? Who, Victoria and Coco? Yeah. Uh, I think, honestly, I think if they were fucking, they'd make a big deal about it. Okay, go ahead. Um, and then I also loved how Melissa tried to come for Astrid, and Astrid was just like, yeah, yours is bad, too. Like, you got the same critique. And then Melissa was like, oh, well, who cares? And she's like, well, you do, because you brought it up for me. Yeah. So I just thought it was kind of funny that <laughs> Astrid just threw it right back on Melissa. Um. Yeah, I I don't agree with the getting rid of the BS because I think if you really want to get rid of the people who are starting drama, you should get rid of Eva and Coco. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, notice how much, I will say the drama diminished considerably after um, Kendra left. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, you got rid of Coco and, uh, uh, and Astrid, Melissa. a lot of it would go in. Yeah, Melissa too. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, but I want to go to a point you made. There is something going on. I can't put my finger on it, but it seems because, you know, sometimes you see this on the other real drag race reality or the other drag reality competition shows where like the person who has the best track record or is clearly winning, uh, runs the show seemingly, or maybe it's the most charismatic or the most, uh, hot, you know, they run the show, but Coco is attractive, but like. It, like she has a horrible track record. Uh, she's not particularly charismatic. And for some reason, everyone like acquiesces to anytime she anytime she talks, the room shuts up. Anything she says, yeah. they follow it. They listen like, yes, Coco. Oh, you're right, Coco. You're right. Yes, Coco. That is so true. And like, Coco could say, uh, you know, that the sky is purple. And like, yes, Coco, you're right. It is. And I and don't know why she has the, this hold. Yeah, they take it as the final word. Yeah, it's very, very like, strange. It's really weird. Yeah. And I don't think it's a black thing because Kendra, they didn't do it to Kendra. Or maybe do you think it's because Coco's the last black person in the cast? I mean, they did do it to Kendra in a way. They did do, the, they did acquiesce to Kendra a lot. Hmm. Um, I mean, it could, yeah, I think maybe it could be, it could be that they don't want to seem like they're, you mm-hmm. know, disregarding her 
but that that I mean, there's one thing to not disregard somebody, and then there's another thing to sort of let them sort of be this the the voice of reason. And it's like yes. she's not the voice of reason. Well, it's also almost equally racist to treat someone with kid gloves because you think if you if they don't that they're going to explode and cause a scene. You know, yeah, that's equally yeah. racist. You're saying, you know. Uh, black people cause a scene, so we're not going to cause a scene with you. And that can be equally racist. Well, that's like in, in teaching, they always say like, you know, t- some teachers will just be like, you know, oh, this student doesn't want to do work, so I'm not going to make him do work. Because if yeah. I make him do work, then he's going to be, he's going to cause a scene. It's like, no, mm-hmm. that kid needs to learn that they can't just have an attitude and then get away with stuff. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. All right, on the main stage, Victoria names Astrid and Abora as the bottom two. Both climb the staircase of souls to the ghostly gallery. In the end, Abora is dropped into oblivion a second time, leaving six monsters in the competition. Lori Roggenkamp, any final thoughts on the episode? I don't think Astrid should have been in the bottom, to be honest with you. I don't think that she was the best, but I definitely don't think she was the worst. And even the judges, I don't feel like, said she was the worst. Well, then that so... would be a clever way to send Abora home. Yeah. You know, I if mean, you put someone who clearly isn't in the bottom. Who would, if you wanted it to be equal and fair, who would you have put in the bottom? Well, to be equal and fair based off track record, uh-huh. I would say Coco. Uh-huh. But if we're just going based off the competition, this competition, Coco did really well. Mm-hmm. And even though I disagree with it, Melissa got a lot of critiques. Yes. I actually liked her look, but Melissa got the most critiques out of out of everybody. Yeah. Other than other than Abora. So I feel like Abora and Melissa and Melissa's track record is not bad. So if you put Melissa up, she would have gone. So I honestly feel like Victoria put Astrid up because she didn't want to deal with Melissa's attitude. You know? True. Good point. Yeah. I think I think I think Melissa's a close second and that the cast acquiesces to her a lot too. And and I do think it was hilarious how we we didn't mention this earlier, but in the workroom when they're kind of talking, when everyone's dealing with the drama, you know, the love triangle drama, Astrid and Victoria are now in the workroom just kind of ch- chillaxing. Mm-hmm. And Astrid goes, how how fun would it be for, do you see me in the top three with you? And Victoria said, oh, yes. Yeah. And yeah. then in the interstitial, she goes, I don't see her in my top three, that but was, I'm not yeah. going to say that to her. Yes. So then when Victoria wins, Astrid immediately goes, well, I don't see, I don't feel like I have to worry because at, yeah. Victoria told me she sees me in her top three. Yeah. I thought that was so funny. Yeah. I was and like, then, oh, that, that means also Astrid duckling. saw, when she watched the episode, she saw Victoria say that. Yes. Which must have been pretty uncomfortable. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Hello Uglies. This episode was produced by Zach Birch. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of Drangula Titan Season 1. So, for Lorian K. Roggenkamp and uh, myself. So long, Uglies. Thank you for listening to Hello Uglies. Have something to say? Email us at hellouglies at afterthought.media. You can also leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. For more LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Lori has another podcast, 
It's called Bloody Podcast, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at Lori U Liar. That's L A U R I, the letter U L I A R. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's J O E B E T A N C E. Hello Uglies is an Afterthought Media podcast. Thank you.